All right. So, uh, David, we have talked Chris. quite a bit over uh, some time, and you came up to me with a thing of like, Chris, have you heard what's going on? <laughs> That was the conversation we had. And it was about like, obviously this big boom in an NFT market, right? And right. it has affected uh, quite a bit uh, of how artists think and what, what art means, and especially digital artists. Um, and I've been sort of continuing to do uh, podcasts about this on this subject. But uh, I want to hear from the perspective uh, of your perspective. First of all, how did you hear about it? How did you get into it? What's the story? And then I want to get into some of the other details as we go. So tell us, tell us your experience with NFTs so far. So it's been, a, I would say it's been a, quite a ride. Um, the first time I heard about it was through a, a friend of mine, uh, Fausto Di Martini. Mm -hmm. uh, we were, I was just uh, calling him because uh, every time I need to buy a new machine, I, I contact him <laughs> because we use the same softwares, the same renderings, mm -hmm. um, the same uh, hardware in general. So I, uh, I was just contacting him to see how he's doing and, uh, and uh, gather some uh, information. And then he mentioned, uh, he mentioned it. He said, hey, have you heard about that whole thing about NFT? I'm like, what? No. I've been so mm -hmm. busy at work that I barely have time to, to just look at the news lately. So, so and from what he described, it sounded very interesting. So right away, I contacted another friend of mine uh, mm -hmm. who's already really deeply involved in that. Uh, his name is John Park. He's a very successful artist and also very successful now NFT artist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, a person that I really uh, respect, you know, uh, deeply. So I, I contacted him and he explained to me overall how the thing functions, you know, and I thought that sounds like it could be a great, um, a great new source of revenue for um, for experienced artists. You now that was mm -hmm. my first take on this. You know. So so you, but did you know much about it? I mean, did you have any? I mean, I'm sure you must have had questions, right? I I knew, honestly, before uh, contacting uh, Fosto, I knew nothing about it. Okay. You know, uh, I had heard, of course, about Beeple. Right. You know, but I thought that it was like a very unique thing, you know, that was separate and so uh, special, you know. But I didn't mm -hmm. realize I was starting to slowly democratize, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that was the first time that I heard it in a more uh, uh, plausible way, I would say. Right. Right. Well, let's talk about some of the positives first, yes. Yes. <laughs> because there's also some some questions and, and some things that happen well, on sure. the positive side. I think what are some of the things? Obviously, it's a source. Of, it's, you said it's a source of income that you can get as an artist. But really, what what are some of the other things that you think are, are uh, help artists or benefit the artist community here? I think uh, I think it's a very deeply. Uh, I think it's a very deep change in paradigm for the industry. I think okay. it's going to affect uh, our industry for the years to come, you know, um, maybe in a way that is beyond what we can imagine right now in our discussion right now. I think it's opening uh, uh, opportunities for I mean, older artists, more veteran artists, I should say, like, like myself, but mm -hmm. also for up upcoming artists, young artists and, and everything in between. I think it's opening new uh, avenue of uh, creations, new uh, formats of creations. And, and when it comes to art, the format is, is very uh, important, of course. You know, whether you talk about oil painting or digital painting or movie making or 
sculpting, you know, the format that is used uh, uh, interacts with the viewer and the spectator in ways that are very specific and different for each of those formats. So I think it's it's opening a new door that is, I think it's it's mind-boggling. I mean, I, I wasn't able to sleep the first three weeks I heard about it. <laughs> okay. I mean, you, you thought about the art form itself, right? Like the art form yes. itself can be transformative, right? Can, yes. And you can, yeah. But but what's nothing stop before NFTs? Nothing has stopped you from making this kind of art. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's very true. Uh, and and I've never stopped making that right. kind of art. Right. Uh, I've done it really mostly. I mean, I'd say for two reasons. For first of all, pleasure. That's why mm -hmm. I started doing it, and also to make ends meet. You know. Uh, right. And here it's becoming uh, like a new thing. It's uh, in between. It's. It could be either a blend of both, you know, or something that could be done in terms of collaboration and sparking new development, a new creation that could be uh, its own thing, you know. So, so I think it's the the, the fact that it's a new tool, uh, uh, a new format, a new everything. I think just as a concept artist, it's very exciting and interesting, you know. Um, after that, whether it's adapted to all artists, I think something still to prove, you know, and something to uh, to delve into. But I think we're seeing really like the very, very first little spark of it, you know. And it started with the Big Bang, you know, the people thing. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then there were like a slightly smaller explosions. I think we're going to see again other Big Bangs, you know, that are going to rock uh, our industry. And not just our industry, but it's going to rock music industry. It's going to rock many other industries. So I think it's, uh -huh. a, it's really like a, a, the birth of a new universe, I would say. So, but what what about uh, what about the idea of like you're you're you were already paid to be an artist, correct? Right? That's your job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> your correct. job is to make beautiful pieces of art that represent someone else's idea, which is also that's a kind correct. of thing, right? Yeah. So, but so now is I mean, if if you're a successful NFT uh, artist, you don't have to do that anymore you can only concentrate on doing the things you want to do right well and that's where that's where it becomes a little uh, shifty i would say is that yeah. uh, is that uh, in the end you have a buyer you know uh, which is someone with a collector you know someone who's going to want your art or not want your art mm -hmm. and his choices are going to be uh, themselves uh, um, uh, uh, moving you know so the target is going to be moving and so in some ways we're back into a similar system, you know, where you're working, sure, for yourself, you know, to create artwork, but there's very little doubt that the work you're going to be producing is most probably going to be uh, influenced by either the other pieces that are selling or the ones that are not selling, you know, and uh, the demand of the market. It is, it is a market in the end. It's an art market. It is not a, necessarily a, like a movie production or game production market, uh, right. but it's another market. And, and knowing if your art is going to have like a response in that market is a, is a big question mark. And it's a kind of a chicken or the egg thing, right? Because you probably would not be invited because let's talk about those markets, right? Yes. It's still an exclusive club to be invited in these markets. I mean, there are clubs where anyone can go and sell stuff, but then you get lost in the noise, right? You want to be, you want to be part of 
an NFT market, like a, a you know a, a super rare or some of the other ones out there, a foundation or something like that, and you have to be invited into those situations. Isn't that similar to being invited into a gallery of some kind? I think it is the way it is right now. Uh, I think it's because once again, it's the beginning, and uh, there's uh, a lot of people that necessarily I mean the buyer may be risk averse. You know, they may want to, and they may not know everything about illustration and. and images and things like that. And they may want to have a place where it's easier for them to find these things. But you know, I mean, there are, when you think about it, you know, if you look at Instagram, you know, Instagram is like a, is like a place, you know, where there are selected uh, artists, you know, they are selected by the people for the most part. You can buy mm -hmm. yourself into Instagram, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. Some some companies offer that, you know, and you can buy yourself in Instagram through your recognition to another uh, field, you know, if you're an actor, or if you're, I mean, there are different ways to become successful on Instagram. The only big difference, which I'm, I'm sure Instagram is gonna realize or has probably realized already, is that uh, there's no direct way for the person posting on Instagram to to make a, a revenue. You know, mm. I think what NFT is offering is a little bit of that, which is you have a place where you can put yourself, but in exchange for the whole platform raising. You're also getting paid, you know. Um, so I would think I think it's not everything. It's obvious to me that NFTs would be democratized very, very soon on a, on everybody level. You know, um, mm -hmm. is that going to change? Really? I mean, people are complaining about the fact that some of them, some people are selected on some platforms and on others and things like that. Uh, in the end, I think that there is a there is a self balancing happening anyway. You know. Uh, People that have been invited on those platforms, you know, on Super Rare and Foundation, are people that are already doing really, really well on Instagram. And uh, whether it's the collector or the platform that's wanting those people to get on board, I mean, it's obvious that they have a monetary gain, you know. Um, right. And taking risks right now is not necessarily on top of their list, you know. Uh, for right. now, their main goal is to make money, you know. Yes, yes. Um but it's interesting because, you know, I've been looking, if you look at what's on some of these platforms, I've actually been browsing Foundation quite a bit uh, recently and sort of looking at what's on there, you know. And uh, I, I don't know, do you, do you remember Raf? He was at THU, uh, Raf Grassetti. Yeah, of uh, course, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's he's actually pretty successful on Foundation as well. Uh, but he's been doing, you know, he's he's well known for doing character character work, right? So he creates these busts of famous people that are deep in the crypto world, right? Mm -hmm. And so he'll who like Elon Musk or, uh, you know, a, you know, a bunch of people that invented crypto and all these different things that are out there, right? And he did that because he's trying to sell this to people who like crypto. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's almost like pandering to that audience. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. self-expression, et cetera. And they're caricatures and they're great. They're caricatures. Uh, but they're the, it seems like th these are, uh, these are, this is content that's selling to an audience that's excited about something and not necessarily always people that are into beautiful art or know anything about art. So, mm -hmm. so you know, like memes are selling like crazy. You know, the Disaster Girl sold for 450000 right? Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So 
that is, and that's also fascinating <laughs> to think about that. Yeah. So, so the quality of the work, is it really the quality or is it the story that people are going after? What is, what is it that, that's selling on these markets? I think it's all over the place, you know, and I think the buyers are all over the place too, you know. Uh, the buyers are not necessarily uh, uh, focusing on one thing, one industry or thing. I mean, some industries may have more appeal than others. I think, uh, I think it's a big blend of a lot of things. It's a blend of pop culture. It's a blend of artistry and quality of artistry that can be recognized. Uh, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's also uh, hype-based, big time, you know. Is yes. it, uh, whether you are hypeable or not, you know, or, there's a lot of parameters that are in play, and I think that's what I call the Big Bang. It's like right now all these galaxies are going in all directions. You know, there's like a, a, a various things that are selling, others that are not. So some that are maybe selling after their artist is dead. Maybe some, you know, it's impossible to predict. You know, I think right. uh, uh, I think uh, it's a it's a wild wild west. You know. And there are many times you now where I arrived into a certain industry, like the game industry was already, that period had already passed, you know, and, and I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm landing into a place where everything can be done, you know. Uh, and I think it's, it's opening a lot of uh, 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 possibilities. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about what, what can be done. Like what, you know, obviously, Raf found out like, ah, these guys like crypto. I'm going to make some crypto stuff for them, you mm -hmm. know? So they yeah. found something. It's like, this is what's going to sell. So you have to think about what people want to buy when you're That's creating correct. those art. Yeah. So what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? What do you, what do you think, what, what, you know, what, what did you create or, what, or things that you want to create in, those, in that world? So uh, the things that I'm starting to create, I, I feel don't necessarily have a market yet, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. So I went into, I have different phases. No, I started by just sending like a few things that I've done in the past, you know, like actually illustrations I've done for THU that yeah. I did either as demos or, and, and those sold, you know, and, uh, and when it comes to the price, to the amount of work I put in, it, it was fair, you know, it wasn't mm -hmm. like necessarily vastly superior or vastly inferior, it was fair for the amount of work I had put in. Mm -hmm. But the things I'm trying to sell uh, uh, now uh, uh, is more towards the things that I've always loved. And like you said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist that's hired on productions on a regular basis. You know, that's my job. And right. so I have a revenue, you know. Uh, and for me to go into uh, into the, I don't necessarily try to please necessarily to a specific audience. I really try to mostly please myself first. If it sells, great. If it doesn't sell, well, then maybe um, either my audience doesn't exist and will never exist or may exist in the future or may not. But I'm really trying to uh, to communicate with the the art form that I do on a more personal level. The things mm -hmm. I've always been obsessed with science fiction. So the sure. things that I'm trying to 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 show in my science fiction work is things that are more uh, that are really embedding technology and uh, and let's say philosophy, I guess, you yeah. know, or, or psychology, because um, these are all the fields that are interest me, which is. Uh, like what's going to happen in our future, you know, in terms of what once the mind can be put into data, if ever, what is what is that going to mean for humanity? These are subjects that interest me. And honestly, I don't think that's exactly what the meta, what, what the NFTs are about lately. NFT lately are really much more about uh, other things, you know, and more, uh, I'd say, maybe more visually engaging and more uh, appealing things or crypto things or... and. Uh, and my hope is that one day, I mean, there will be people interested into the same subjects I'm interested into, 
which is science fiction and humanity, I guess. Yeah, it's so it's interesting and, and I'll get to the science fiction. Obviously, your your art is very well known. And I remember, you know, when I when I when I worked, uh, when went back to DD, which was, I think, from the first time uh, I, I ran into you and we were working on Tron and I went to Eric Barba's office and there's tons of your artwork all over Eric Barba's walls because it was all reference to Tron, right? And you did incredible work and it's like, you have to make it look like that. And that's what David drew and that's how, you know, Joe likes it, et cetera, et cetera. And so those are beautiful pieces of artwork uh, that Disney owns. <laughs> Right. Correct. Correct. Now, there's nothing stopping Disney from selling those as NFTs, like own the concept of Tron, you know, that did that. How how do you feel about that? Because if the studios start entering the NFT market and start selling, I mean, I guess they paid you to do it and then they can they have they're free to do whatever they want to. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. But at the same time, you know, one could argue that if they do sell my NFTs, you know, and that they are successful, that uh, collectors may want to buy my art after. You know, so it could be a good advertising system for me. Uh, and sure. like you said, there's nothing that protects Disney from selling my artwork. But at the same time, uh, the exposure that I would have, like for example, in the art books that are being sold, very rarely. Whether I mean, I don't remember uh, uh, in uh, specifically for Tron, but like in Tron, I had a lot of pieces in there. I don't remember my name being associated with the pieces. You know, it's mm. really about Disney. You know, uh, so if Disney decides to sell my, my artwork, you know, I can advertise it and potentially make money with that, which is right. something that until now wasn't really possible because no one, there's a kind of democratization thanks to NFTs of people realizing who the people are behind those big blockbusters, you know, uh, right. for, and for which we've always, I would say for most of us, at least in the shadows, you know, aside from a few specific personalities, you know, like Mwebius, Sid Mead, or uh, which are still niche market. If you ask someone on the street, do you know who Sydney is? There's 99% chance that no, you know. Yeah, right. So, so it could be a door opening to more of a, almost I would say like a superstar market for for mm -hmm. some artists. You know, they are already very well, well known, which will go to the next level. Yes. Now, so going back on that, I want to get to, to that too, but I want to not leave the other subject. Yeah. Would you consider? What do you? Would you consider selling instead of instead of uh, selling your uh, concept art to the studio, selling it as an NFT to the studio? Well, I mean, it's a it's a possibility. The difficulty with the NFT uh, is the instability. You know, okay. is that uh, what, what I still enjoy to this day with a job is the fact that if I am hired, you know, there, there is, I mean, there is instability in there too, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm building up uh, on years of experience and practice in order to, to consolidate my hiring on a project for a long-term basis. NFT is really all over the place right now. Unless mm -hmm. my name is attached, like, and like you say, if my name is attached to a project and Disney attaches it with me, I'm game because there's a lot of chances that Disney will bring much more revenue than I will ever do on my own, you know? Right. Uh, so I, I do believe that there is a, and I wouldn't be surprised if already some companies would offer those possibilities to some artists. I do know of like some uh, uh, music labels, you know, that are making deals right now with artists in order to, um, to combine, com combine, you know, talents 
in order to sell more on for everybody's sake. You know? so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's interesting as well. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the artist community. Uh, how how has this how has this affected the artist community? Your relationships? Because uh, I'm hearing some mixed reactions yes. and I, you know, uh, when, what was uh, Ian Spriggs, he told me, it was like, you know, when, when likes turn into dollars, it becomes nasty <laughs> sometimes. That's very true. And one of my friends told me, uh, another artist friend told me, what's shocking is that for the first time in a long time, you know, the, what artists make money-wise is displayed for everyone to see. Uh, and right. I think uh, when this happens, there's different reactions. I think uh, I mean, when I heard about uh, some artists uh, making millions, my first reaction was like, why not me too? You know, <laughs> and I think it's a really yeah. human version, uh, uh, reaction. Sure. You know? uh, uh, but I think some, and my other reaction was also good for him. Right. You know, because honestly, I mean, I've, I've been around for a long time and I know how long, how hard it is to get to a specific level in that field, you know? And when I see someone from my industry succeeding on a level that is unseen before, my thoughts goes, well, what he's doing is gonna help me. Right. But not everybody can necessarily get that angle, you know, and that point of view. Uh, there has been a lot of backlash. I think there's, a lot, there's been, it's, it's created like a reactions, positive and negative on the most wide spectrum I've seen in our industry ever. I've seen mm. from amazing reactions to the most hateful, vitriolic reactions to uh, where people were literally insulting other people directly on social media. Uh, and, and I think it's in some ways it's unavoidable. And I think it is necessary. You know, mm. uh, the dust will settle down. Um, uh, this whole system, once again, is very new and it's going to create jealousy, envy, it's going to create happiness, it's going to create life changes, it's going to create artists that came out of no, nowhere to be able to live a proper life on a, on a yearly basis. I mean, yeah, that's why it's, it, it's this was, I would say, the, the biggest uh, earthquake I've ever seen in our industry, ever. Mm. Yeah, I think specifically like concept artists are, are 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 the 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 ones that are the most affected by this because they they're the ones who actually have they have something to, they have some credit behind it. It's like I'm the concept artist for this game, for this movie, for this whatever. So that makes them, you know, like your, you know, Disney thing what like you described it was like that markets you, right? That was a market behind you. For sure. So the only reason, you know, one of the reasons you're able to get into that market is because they're looking for someone with a lot of Instagram followers. And the reason they're looking for that person is not is because there's a story behind the work or oh, this is a really cool person. He's done a bunch of work for this Marvel film or Star Wars or whatever. So there is a little bit of that. So the jealousy was always there in some ways. But somehow, yes. there the, is something a little more, uh, I'd say, twisted about what you just said. Okay, okay. is that is the fact that uh, the reason why they're looking for people that have that background is for resale value. Of course, <laughs> uh, and and that's and that's also like something to keep in mind is that this is an investment game. This is more yeah, yeah. this is more akin to Las Vegas than it is to uh, to necessarily uh, buying a, a, a famous piece of art. You know, it's a little bit right. of both. Yeah, you know? right. 
Yeah. yeah. So, so, so they have to invest in you in some ways and, and, that's, sure. and you know, they want to say, Hey, or it's going to at least maintain its value. That's correct. Right. Because honestly speaking, if you like the, the, if I like the great work of David Levy, I can just go to your site and just look at it for free. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I don't have to own it. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so that's the thing that's, a, you know, that's, that's, that's a little bit different, but now son, suddenly it turns into that. What is the argument? What I mean, what is the argument? This person then doesn't like, you know, I'm not saying you have to name names no. or whatever, but is it just this person doesn't deserve this fame or money, or is it, they're going to say, oh, well, NFTs are destroying the planet and you're responsible for that. Well, I think it's, it's once again, it's all over the spectrum. Some people are right. saying, Look at the people that are invited on those sites. You know, those guys are like budding up, and they are and they are uh, the the usual suspects. You know, and then uh, uh, they are blocking. They, we're basically cut blocking the the younger guys. Which, wow. Which, I mean, <laughs> why would we? You know, we're just concept artists. It's not like we're we're like um, grand manipulators or anything like that. You know, right. We're just trying to not only make a living to be we're trying to be successful we're trying to be known because in the end i mean being an artist is is a lot about that is having uh let's say validation from the people uh by developing an, an art skill to a level that is masterful so that people can realize the amount of pain that's been put behind it you know so 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 we i've seen a lot of very very different reactions there is the pollution aspect of it you know mm -hmm. which to me i mean is uh, i mean i think there's a lot of uh, hypocrisy going on you know mm -hmm. um uh, look I, i've been uh, i've been a uh, vegan you know for the last 11 years now uh, mm -hmm. and my whole family has been family of four we've been vegan uh, for the last seven years and the consumption of when it comes to carbon I mean, it, compared to someone who is not vegan, you know, and I'm not like, that's not something I'm going to scream on social media or anything, you know, right. but having someone criticizing another person without uh, knowing that person on social media, on Twitter or anywhere else, I think is very, very dangerous. And I think it's very uh, plain and fair. No, right. why would you be aggressive to one? Let's, let's speak an artist. You know, I have an example in my mind that mm -hmm. there is thanks to making money, has been able to pay a surgery for his brother. Okay? Right. And I'm going to name any artist, whatever. Who can criticize that person for the choices that he's made? Right. I mean, I'm not in a position to criticize that person. And and someone who doesn't know him, doesn't know his family situation, I think, what gives you the possibility to destroy that person online, you know, and decide right. to cancel him? Or, I mean... These are ethical questions that we never had to question before as artists, you know, so. Sure. Yeah. It's true. Um, it's also very interesting because this also seems a little misinformed. And I've talked about this a little bit with other people, like the, the, the argument, obviously, that, that, it, uh, that it's, it creates pollution is the fact that it uses a lot of compute power, right? Compute power uses whatever the computer is plugged into as a power source. Um, and there's, you know, a, a lot of compute power that you need to do that. But so does a lot of other things use compute power. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Your social network uses a lot of compute power. Uh, yeah. So if you're sitting there screaming on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, Gmail, your Gmail account with uh, thousands of emails not deleted, you know, that's archived. Yeah. 
and that's using yeah. power too, yeah. you know? Watching Netflix or, or is powered. Watching Netflix is powered, or or yeah. just even any 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 animation out there that's all CG uses. You, we know how much render power is necessary to render something, right? Completely. Just making a movie in itself is one of the really bad things to to do. Making a movie, you know, when it comes right. to destruction of sets, you no, know, and construction and CG, and I mean, it's a it's a very complex situation and problem that. I mean, unless uh, every single one of us have our carbon footprint uh, on top of their Twitter account, I don't mm. want anybody to criticize me and I don't want to criticize anybody on this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it seems a little bit like, oh, you're destroying half the rainforest because you're making an NFT. That seems a like it's jumped through a lot of conclusions <laughs> to make that assumption. Very much so. Yes. So, uh, but, and, and, uh, and again, I don't necessarily deny the fact that there's a lot of wasted compute power to get into, uh, to, you know, to mining. Um, and there's other ways that obviously are happening. Ethereum is, is investigating, uh, uh, you know, trying to move over to Ethereum too, and that's also very interesting as well. But I, I, I'm also, you know, there, there's something about the artist community that's always been fascinating to me. So, you know, you and I have been to uh, THU a few times, and that's a very strongly supportive community of people that are doing things. And you look at sites like ArtStation, and ArtStation is very much in that, in that area. Do you feel that the flavor now, because of some of the things you've said, that those places, are people going back to those places and trying to find support? Or, or is it now people are kind of guarding themselves a little bit more uh, because of the subject of, of NFTs at this point? There's no doubt that I know of a, a quite numerous examples of uh, artists, non-artists that are that have had to protect themselves from it and, okay. and just be just quiet about the subject and just not get into it. You know, uh, I think it's a very, very uh, poisonous discussion right now. Uh, mm. And I, I think until uh, I think until it's democratized uh, the discussion more than it is already, I think it's actually pretty democratized because uh, uh, I've seen a, a spectrum of artists on those platforms that is much wider than people try to make it sound. Uh, I've seen people doing bit, bit, I mean, like just a pixel art. I've seen people doing 3D art. I've seen people doing 2D art animation. I've seen people doing pencil art that's digitized. I'm, I've seen people putting their fingers in their nose and selling it, you know, I've seen everything. Right. So, right. Uh, so I do feel like it's, it's going to be very, very common uh, in the near future. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I've followed the, I was, I was an art major and I've studied art history and, you know, for a long time, art was not necessarily about craft. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's it very was correct. A, yeah. It was, it was about, ideas or something you want to express, you know, you can, you know, it's not like, oh, this is a really good painter. He represented that person in a very photo real way. That is not necessarily art. That's craft. That's <laughs> right? correct. Yeah. And sometimes you can put a spear through a television and have a different story and that's considered art as well. So there's <laughs> different ways of doing things uh, that is very interesting. Yeah, I think it's, you're very correct. And I think if anything, the NFTs have proven that is that what I mean, beauty lies in, in, in the viewer, you know, right. And <laughs> it's very relative. Art is very relative. Now, there's always been I've seen many, many uh, disputes online about like, uh, in our community about like, Oh, look at that. I mean, I cannot believe they sold this piece of modern art for for that much or whatever. Well, here you go. Now you have it. Everything is online. Everything's possible. And what is selling is not necessarily what you would expect. 
And in the end, whoever buys right. Is, is right. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was very, <laughs> it is very interesting. Like what's, what's out there, but let's talk a little bit about the forms of art. Obviously, you know, you're, you're able to sell short animations, right? Which is an interesting idea because that's a form of art that can really kind of only exist digitally in some ways. Right. That's correct. Uh, I think, uh, I think uh, there is definitely one type of uh, art that's going to be that's already very big on NFTs. Just like in the course of two months, it's become more and more obvious that if you want to really hit those big numbers, uh, 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 animation is probably the key to it, and mm. it, which raises the question of uh, directing, you know, and uh, creating uh, stories and selling those stories on a digital platform uh, like YouTube or like Vimeo or anything. But that is more, that doesn't necessarily have to be storytelling. You know, uh, it can be anything as long as it's creating an emotion, which is what art is about, which is creating something so that people react to it in a positive or negative manner, you know, or whatever. Uh, yeah, so I think, uh, I think there's, animation is, is definitely where things are going. And to be honest, concept art is going towards animation anyway. You know, so whether you want to be, if you want to be competitive, I think in our world, you're going to have to be able to do these things. You know, some things are becoming simpler, like creating lighting, creating uh, shaders and uh, creating uh, even atmosphere, worlds, you know, and, and telling stories in the end may be one of the key, or creating emotions, one of the key elements that we're going to want to create. And when it comes to concept art, that's what we do. We create, we pre-digest emotions so that when production arrives, no, they know exactly visually where they want to go. And um, so there is that compression between the beginning of the movie production to the end of production that, that is coming closer and closer and closer. And, and it's coming closer to us concept artists where people are wanting to see animation, things moving even now on the last project we worked on, we were asked on a regular uh, basis to create animation so we would understand the concept better. So, so and I think NFTs are, calling for that because it's a mix of hype, uh, emotion, reaction, and, and, and nothing is better than that, than something moving, you know? Yeah. And, it, and it's also something that's always going to be digital, right? In a lot of ways. I know people, there was someone, I forgot, it might've been a different podcast. I've recorded a ton of podcasts lately. So, but anyway, someone's talking about specifically, uh, uh, trying to sell, uh, uh, videos of waves, I believe it was, but, they were trying to do that as art. And so the only way they could do that is to sell the whole TV, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was playing the video that was embedded with a card that had the, you know, like, and that's, that's how you sell it. Right. Yeah. And it was like, huh, that seems a little convoluted because I guess people felt like they needed to own a thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I and, think, I think that uh, having to own a thing, I think is, is something that's not necessarily going to last much. And when right. I think I'm talking about the physical thing, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what I think is so deeply powerful about NFTs is that it's allowing us artists, you know, uh, and everybody to, for that, for actually everybody as an artist to become an artist and to leave your trace in the human world in a way that is permanent. Because, right. you know, I mean, computers now are part of our everyday life, you know, and, and, as, until humanity is gone, some form of internet will exist. Okay, 
So a digital footprint will exist. And it's the first time that I feel in my life that my digital footprint as an artist could stand the, the test of time. If I am able to sell an NFT on, uh, online on, on, in a digital format, to me, it's much more valuable than a physical format because it will probably stay digitally until humanity is gone. And this is way more powerful than selling a, a painting, a physical painting. Yeah. It's interesting to think about that because one is I'm wondering how true that really is and not to say that you're right or wrong, but like, what if, you know, what if super rare goes away as a site, you know, that was a fad. Then this, all those NFTs just kind of, well, the NFTs exist because they're part of the blockchain. That's but, correct. But, but, but <laughs> what about the, what they're pointing to the actual piece of art, you know, like, how do you... I, I mean, it's a good question. I, I, I wouldn't know technically exactly, but I would know that the fact that that digital transaction has existed and is reproduced on a blockchain makes that uh, uh, specific file live on those. Uh, uh, it's a token, you know? So, yeah. uh, so I'm assuming it's alive on other uh, places. Uh, right. And if it's not, I mean, it would probably would become so, you know? I think but that's also, where the power of it is. Yeah. But also it's the format, right? So like, for example, let's pretend NFTs was a thing like 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Let's pretend. Yeah. And then, and then uh, animations were like, just like you said, there was all the same things happened but 20 years ago. But then 20 years ago, people might've made their NFTs with Flash. <laughs> Correct. Flash is no longer anywhere on the internet because of, you know, it's security. So do, does all that content disappear or does it get converted? And then if it gets converted, it's no longer the original. It's, it's a very good question. I don't have an answer <laughs> to that, but you may say that uh, uh, that specific Flash file, you know, you may have to have a very specific software in order to play that one, you know, right. and which makes it even more of a collector. Oh, sorry, you can't play it on all platforms. You, know, you can only play it. So you may end up with a digital file that exists that is not readable, but it's still an amazing piece of art that's historical. You see what I mean? There's so yeah. many possibilities, you know? Arguments. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. Uh, I'm... I, I was just having a conversation with a with an old uh, friend of mine who I who I haven't talked to in a long time, and this has actually been the wonderful thing about about uh, the pandemic. And I hate to say the wonderful thing about the pandemic, but I, I mean it. In the, I somehow reconnect with people I haven't spoken with for twenty Same years. Here. Yes, and I'd, and and it's been really nice. So I've been talking to my friend Ryan, who actually did a podcast with, and he and I were just chatting about stuff, and he I, I somehow the conversation happened of the first animation I've ever done, right? The first thing I ever created in CG was actually on a math, on a next computer with Mathematica. And it, and I was telling the school, and it's like, it was really cool. because I'd love to see it. I was like, I have no idea where that thing is. Like, where does it exist? Where is it? I mean, to me, it's valuable as a story. And it's like, I really wish I could see that again. Yeah. And I have no idea where it is. Uh, so part of me is like, hmm. You know, I used, it, it, it's, it's a, or, you know, those zip disks that we had a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> what happened Very to all of those? Discs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What happened to all of those? Yeah. So, so I do believe that like having some ability to say it has, it feels more like it's got a shelf life in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 uh, I mean, we haven't seen these uh, NFTs happening yet, but it's very plausible. I mean, if imagine if tomorrow Bill Gates was to sell his first line of code, I mean, I would want to buy this, <laughs> right? You know, and, and even though it may be in a format that's necessarily not readable, you know, uh, in you know programming manner, but it could be buyable as a text file, you know, I mean, uh, there is, I, I would understand the value of that, you know, as an right. artist. I consider that being a talented programmer is is very similar to being a talented artist, you know. Uh, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, there, there is value. I mean, it's like anything that's collectible, right? Like that's anything exactly collectible right. has to be, is like, you know, I always use the example of, uh, uh, you know, a $20,000 baseball. It's just a baseball, but it's $20,000 because it was Mickey Mantle's 500th home run or whatever. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so it's just a baseball and it's not a piece of art, but there's a story attached to it. Right. And so the same thing, and not necessarily, you know, putting down what you did, but it's like, but your, your art has a story behind it. That's why it's going to sure. sell well. Right. So, so uh, it's not always about the, 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 the thing that's going on there. So it's very interesting. And so, but once again, like I said, it's a lot about the investment, you know, right. uh, and the investment value that this piece may have, you know? Yeah. And value changes over time. You know, and the reasons why some things are more valuable than others, if an artist passes away or if, I mean, there's many reasons why a specific asset may have more value. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I did a, I recorded a podcast with uh, David Yermak, who I believe is, you know, he's a big expert on this. And he was talking about like, oh, NFTs can, it's not just about collector's items. He says it can be about uh, school records could be as an NFT. So that way you can't fake it. Because <laughs> it's. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, so also very interesting to think about all the different things that are going on. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what are some of your favorite things. Now that you've 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 gotten into it, you've gone down the rabbit hole. You've you've explored this idea. You're saying, okay, I need to create some NFTs, uh, and and you did. And hopefully, I think uh, hopefully the 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 cloud the cloud stuff the, the chaos cloud stuff helped a little bit creating those. Very NFTs. much so. Yes. <laughs> Good. Yeah. There's a lot of things I can't render on my current machine, you know, and uh, being able to right. render uh, online was very helpful. Well, sure. Cool. Cool. So what are some of the favorite things that you've seen or interesting things that you're like, what are like, huh, that's an interesting idea. Cause I like the, 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 the raft stuff with, uh, uh, with, uh, the, those busts were always very interesting to me. Uh, what yeah. are some of the ones that you've seen? I, th I think the, the great thing about, uh, uh, Gracity's, uh, uh, work is that he was very uh, good at like, uh, uh, mingling certain, uh, subject matters, you know, with a certain style and be able to sell it to uh, a leading audience, you know, uh, mm. well, I, if, I'm not a collector yet. I haven't bought other people's artists, arts yet. Mm -hmm. But if I, I would probably not be necessarily a very good collector because I would go for the things I really love without necessarily thinking about the financial aspect to it mm -hmm. uh, and the resale value. Um, I mean, there are, and the reason why, I mean, I, I come from the very old school of uh, speed painters, digital painters online, things like that. And yeah. I have a huge uh, um, respect and admiration for or for people that come from similar background. No, like, and I don't know if he has started selling them or not, but I know he was in discussions is Craig Mullins. No, yeah. I consider Craig Mullins to be the father of my industry, you know, mm -hmm. the modern father of our industry. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that I would definitely collect, you know. Um, uh, there are things like friends like Sparth, you know, has been very good at uh, selling his, his pieces because he's such a ma 
massive milestone of our industry as well. So I think uh, for me, I'm, I'm more admirative for, to these things uh, uh, personally, but uh, there's also, uh, uh, but also all the stuff that's coming now that comes from more like algorithm-based rendering uh, softwares and which I find uh, 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 like admirable and beautiful. Um, uh, I, I love, uh, there's some artists that do a lot of very geometrical uh, shapes. Uh, that's kind of stuff that I could get behind as well. Uh, so, so for me, it's, uh, yeah, I would be very bad at reselling my the artworks because I would buy them because of, of love, you know? <laughs> so I don't know sure. if I would be the best uh, crypto uh, crypto collector out there, you know? Well, um, artists, artists are not always, that's the thing that's interesting. You know, artists are, are, have never been known to be great financial wizards, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so suddenly we're, 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 we're thrust into a world of very complicated financial things. Uh, how, how has that journey been for you? Like, what are the hurdles that you've had to try to get into this? Uh, it's been, it's been, uh, I would say it's been kind of brutal. Uh, for me as an artist, it's been more brutal on the emotional aspect of it, where I've, I mean, it's suddenly we are, I'm trying to put a prize on my personal work. And, mm -hmm. and it's something I've never had to do before. You know, uh, so I'd say that emotionally it was a little tricky where I'm like, well, I don't know if anybody's going to like what I do, you know. Uh, so so it was more in that term. Technically, I would say that uh, I mean, my wife has been very helpful. <laughs> my wife is really more of the I'm more of the artistic brain and she's more of the organized brain, I would say, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, on the financial level, you know. Uh, and she's been really good at, uh, she, I could totally see her becoming a collector over the next few months, but she's been really good at looking at like, uh, the dynamics that have happened with Bitcoin and things like that over the last 10 years. Uh, and I've been more like, uh, uh, really analyzing what's going on on the art, what's selling, what's not selling. And, uh, uh but I think it was pretty brutal uh, learning curve. It was like over three weeks, time of three weeks, I really had to, to, to really dive into that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and you have to buy cryptocurrency and Correct. open wallets and yeah, yeah. do all that stuff, and yeah. it's yeah. yeah. And I, we I, did that. We did that with Sally, and it was like this is complicated. And I can yeah. imagine that. I mean, it's possible, but it's also like for some artists, I could see that being a real hurdle uh, to try to get through. Yeah, I think for the older guys, maybe maybe a little more of a hurdle. You know, uh, I think for. I mean, the, the people that have been very successful with uh, crypto art in general have been people that have been in there for a little bit already and right. they've grown up with it, you know, and there are people that they know that like there's a contact chain that exists, you know, and there's an understanding of the of the market, uh, uh, the cryptocurrency market that, that that is very helpful. So I think, but the thing is that that's great is that we're still in its infancy. So mm -hmm. the, even though the curve may be hard uh, for some of us, it, it's it's just the beginning. So it's like and you the might get it easier. You think it's going to get easier? Uh, definitely. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt. I mean, I think if you asked uh, some people just uh, like a few months ago, what do you know about cryptocurrency and what's going on now? I mean, there are interviews all the time now about cryptocurrencies and crypto art, and mm -hmm. there's people explaining NFTs uh, on. Uh, on day on nightly sh night shows, you know, it's it's once right. again there's a democratization that's happening that is that is massive, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised in 
if in a few months from now, I mean, my grandmother, I don't have a grandmother anymore, but some grandmothers may invest in cryptocurrency. I don't know. You know, it's very plausible. I think banks mm. are starting to realize what's going on. There's, it's, a, it's not just art. It's global, you know, and it's going to change. You know, I, I, my favorite book ever is Sapiens. You know, yeah. it's, it's a book that I've read three, four times. You know, I love mm -hmm. that book. Uh, and what's shocking is that, you know, I, really, I, I listen to it, you know, when I run or when I do exercise. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, I, and I've been through a passage that was, I thought like, wow, that's so powerful, where he was explaining that uh, industries and people's jobs are going to change overnight. I never expected it to happen to my industry. <laughs> right. And this is exactly what happened. One day I woke up and everything was different. And, and yes, it hasn't touched yet uh, the job I do on movies or games too much yet, but I know it will, you know, and it has overnight. And this is something that is, uh, it's touched my industry because we're really, really connected to, to technology. You know, mm -hmm. we use technology on a, I mean, more than daily basis, you know, mm -hmm. uh, when I render at night and when I, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's, and, but every job nowadays, every job nowadays is connected to technology. And the wave and the earthquake that we've seen in our industry, I can predict it in, it's going to be happening to many people. Some people will be ready, some people won't be ready, and it's going to be traumatizing for a lot of people, you know. It also, you probably would never have gotten a you know crypto wallet if it wasn't for this right right and so now you're suddenly in that world so it's almost like an like an entry here here artists come into the crypto world through Completely. nfts <laughs> Completely. and there is that whole dimension that we haven't talked about which is why nfts are, are being so uh, supported why there are some people wanting to invest why some right. people are wanting to attract the art industry in that mm -hmm. uh, in that world is because there's a lot of money to be made, you know, uh, right? And uh, and not necessarily uh, just for art, you know, yeah. Right, right. And it's also interesting. So the other thing I was thinking about, you know, was obviously the value of 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 uh, of cryptocurrency it keeps going. It's fluctuates quite a bit, but it generally has been going up, right? A Bitcoin is like, what, $50,000 or something crazy like that, right? So when someone buys a piece, you know, look what, let me look it up here. The Raf's piece on, you know, uh, here he did one of uh, Elon Musk and it's 25 ethers, right? So that seems like a lot of money. <laughs> it is a lot of money. If you translate that into dollars. Yes, correct. But if that person bought 25 ethers Five years ago, it wasn't that much money. Correct. So the value is just 25 ethers. So yeah. even though relative to the dollar, those bit, but if everyone switches over to cryptocurrency, it's not like everyone's rich again. No, they all have the same, yeah. it's all a level playing field. Well, yeah, but, but the thing is that it's like every other market, you know, is like uh, you, you, the market is going to evolve, it's going to go up and down. Uh, but based on what we know, and before it goes fully down, it's going to go way up. <laughs> so so it, a lot of people, are, I think, are seeing it as a really good way to invest now. Actually, not just a good way. It's a way better way to invest than putting money in your bank right now. Yeah. Right. Right. 
I I think it's you know it's going to be interesting to think about how this affects uh, how this affects uh, artists as well. How do you think it's going to affect the art market? I mean, you were too involved in the art world where you know the art galleries, et cetera, et cetera. But mm -hmm. yeah. uh, do you, have you heard from artists that are and like think about what 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 their thoughts are on this this process? Yeah, the, the, I mean, I've, I've heard everything. You know, I've heard that uh, uh, some people are. Some people, as soon as they made a lot of money, they just uh, uh, sold, converted everything to dollars, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, others, I think the smaller way to, to, is to keep it as, as digital money, as cryptocurrency, because uh, uh, it's, I think it's a great investment to do now. Uh, after that, I mean, so, so there's a little bit everywhere under the sun right now. It's a, once again, it's like wild, wild west, and it's, it'd be very hard-pressed to make a prediction, you know? Uh, but right. a lot of people's reaction has been to sell and right away convert to dollars. Uh, I think, uh, I think, I mean, cryptocurrency has a still a long way up. You know, a lot of people are going to join it, and it's going to bring more money. And 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 honestly, I don't see. I mean, I mean, banks will have to go into that if they want to survive. I think you know. Um, yeah, or we don't need. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be a transformation. I would think. Yeah, the ledger is taking care of itself, right? That's correct. You don't have to. You don't have to have a bank deal with the ledger anymore. Correct. But we so, see once governments and. Oh, I mean, you still need a loan. Okay, you still need a loan, and banks yeah. give you loans. But mm -hmm. you know, in terms of where you keep your money, you don't need that. It's, so it's an interesting. The crypto loan sounds very dangerous. <laughs> It does sound very, very dangerous. <laughs> but it's interesting. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. So the, the big difference between Bitcoin and, and Ethereum, which was a lot, and obviously there's a ton of them, but the, the Bitcoin specifically, the problem with not the problem with it is that it can only be used for money. That's all it can do. It can do mm -hmm. one thing. Ethereum has a lot of Correct. possibilities to it. And the smart contracts, which is the key factor that makes it NFTs really interesting, is what uh, is what's going to change everything That's the way correct. i think that david said said it not you david david yermak it's like it's like what bitcoin did to the banks ethereum's going to do to the insurance industry i can totally see that a, yeah i can yeah. see i can see that being very interesting uh well listen david this has been a fascinating conversation always good chatting with you same here uh, i'm very excited to find out you know obviously your your stuff is up on super rare so correct can yeah. go check that yeah. out uh, and uh, go look up David's work on Super Rare if you want to see that. But I'd highly encourage people just, I love actually just going to those sites, go to Super Rare, go to Foundation, go to a bunch of other ones, and just look around. What it's people very are, addictive. What people are buying. And it's what is also fascinating about it, which is great. If you go to one, like, you know, if I go to uh, a, like one of Raph's pieces or one of your pieces or whatever, and you can get all this metadata how it sold, where the blockchain started, what's the contract, all of that is embedded and visible to everyone to see that whole sequence. So it's, it's, it's much more than an image. It's a whole story and code and everything embedded into it, which is really interesting as well. I think it's, I think it's incredible. I, I've, yeah. I, I think it's an incredible situation. Yeah. Yeah, did, do you see the on on foundation? I think one of the top ones they sold is uh, Edward Snowden 
sold an NFT. Yes, for, yes. For a lot. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, it's a perfect match, I would say. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically the document that he put made an NFT out of it. Yeah. And it was like, that's pretty interesting as an idea. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so just looking at that blockchain and understanding that and, and its transparency in a lot of ways is also mm -hmm. very interesting. Yeah, and, and and I mean, sorry, I, you were finishing, but the, the, okay. what I like about what's going on is that there's new possibilities are going to happen where there's going to be more specialized platforms. I think that are going to come so there are more for right now. Everything is in one platform or two platforms or five platforms at most. But you're going to have things that are specializing in concept arts, things specializing in video making, in story making, and and it's it's so vibrant and so exciting, you know. What I'm also excited about, actually, and this is another conversation I had with uh, with uh, Samuel and Alex on on a different episode, which will coming at, which probably would have already come out by the time you guys hear this one. But uh, architecture, architecture, virtual architecture. Oh my god! Role. Yes, <laughs> I I I think it's actually one of them for people like me, you know, that come from creating environments and things like. That. I think uh -huh. digital architecture and the metaverse. Yeah. is the next very big thing coming. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. And I've actually had some long conversations with my good friend, Kevin Mack, uh, who does a lot of VR art, um, and it's really beautiful. And I'm like, have you thought about the NFT thing? And he's like, yes, I have been thinking about this, but yes. I can't really say I'm in or not. I'm just trying to understand the role it plays. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things I think that Ian Spriggs also said, he says, it's not necessarily that he wants to make a whole bunch of money on his art, but he just likes the fact that it's not just, wow, what a cool image, Ian. It's like, no, this actually has value. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that's, that's nice. It's, it's like, no, this, this is valuable. And you know what? This is how much it's valued. It tells you right here on the block. Well, not only valuable, but it will be a space that will be experienced in the metaverse, right. meaning that people will experience some some environments uh, the same way or sometimes more intensely than real places where they actually are on a daily basis, you know, right. uh, like surreal places, places that have emotional value, not only uh, uh, as entertainment, but also as a feeling sensation, you know, so yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Well, cool. Thanks a lot. Uh, this has been great. Always great uh, talking with you. Same and uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, follow all of the cool stuff you're doing in the crypto world. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll follow yours. <laughs> yeah.